We go together like peas and carrots. The Peas and Carrots Podcast, sharing life from our piece of the vegetable patch. Brian and Kayla Sanders. Welcome to the Peas and Carrots Podcast. Hi. I'm Brian. I'm Kayla. And uh, good to have you along today. Uh, what's up in the world of peas and carrots? We can't stop the beat. What was that from? We got to see a local production of the musical Hairspray. Yeah. On Valentine. Well, it's from Broadway. It was from Broadway. Well, yeah, it was. It, I mean, it's a, but they brought it to Here, our local yeah, to art center. It was great. Yeah, it really was. And there was a, I mean, some well, of the one of the characters is intentionally a female role played by a male. It's hilarious. It's great. It was just, it was fun all the way around. Yeah. We saw a lot of friends there. People sending us pictures, pictures of, of us. Pictures of us. It was hilarious. Yeah, so it was really good. It was uh, uh, fun. It was a great date night. I love, we went to a And we laughed at before. ourselves because what time did we get home on a week night? 10.30. Yes. And that is very late for, for us. Mr. and Miss Sanders. Just know that. That is... But I had a. I mean, we went to a, a, we went to a restaurant locally called the Maroon Door. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a vegan apple bread. <laughs> I don't know about that so much, but everything else was wonderful. It was great. I had it the was fillet. Delicious. You yeah. had the apple. Miss Kayla had the apple salmon. Yeah. Would you get it again? Oh yes. Okay. And then we went to the musical. We did hairspray. Great I, time. I loved it. Um. We had fake spring this week. What is fake spring? It's that time where you're teased because it's like high 60s, low 70s. The daffodils are starting to peek through the dirt and the temperatures are just... And then here comes the gale force winds. One night of cold. Yeah, uh, so... 30 degrees again. Well, that's not horrible. It's not like it was at Christmas minus 15. Okay, perspective. But But it was cold. I almost died this weekend. Yeah. We won't out the restaurant because it's not their fault, but you ordered a bagel to go with your breakfast. An everything bagel. Not knowing it had peanut. Yeah, not knowing. In the seasoning. That you had tiny bits of peanut. Now, let me say this. I never had trouble breathing. But you had a pretty bad reaction. I had, yeah, I yeah. had reactions and, and that kind of stuff. And So now food has become kind of scary, hasn't it? Yeah, because I didn't, who would have thought that an everything bagel would have peanut in it? Yeah. Lesson learned. So now we're going to start asking yeah. everything. So, yeah. I almost bought, there's an app you can scan everything for, but it's like $30 a year and I'm too cheap. <laughs> <laughs> My life isn't worth $30 a year. But. So there is something really big that's taking place. It started in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and now it seems to be spreading to other local communities. It is the Asbury Revival. Mm. started at Asbury University, and they have 1,700 students. It's a very small Christian college, and, uh, and they had chapel. And from that chapel, students stayed, and they repented, they prayed, they sang, It's been going on like two or three weeks now. I've watched some of it. Uh, There have been some very uh, harsh critics. There's been some uh, very popular names within Christian circles who've come out against the Asbury Revival. 
And I'm just going to say this. Why don't you just let God be God? That's right. People are coming to know Jesus by the thousands. Students are repenting. People are worshiping. Just shut up and sit down. Perhaps this exposes our cynicism. And maybe it reveals the fact that students, without all the bells and whistles, all the lights, all the fantastic add-ons, have knelt at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. A powerful picture that I saw just yesterday, actually. So I believe this is true, but forgive me if I'm not getting all of the facts 100% correct. After the service, after their weekly chapel, the praise team decided just to keep singing. Every The, the auditorium mostly cleared out. And the praise team just felt that they needed to sing a few more songs and wanted to. And I think there was a male that came to the altar and knelt down. And then several others joined. An almost empty building at that point. And then they just felt the need to keep singing mm. and keep worshiping. And here we are. And it's been like 24 hours a day. Yeah. So it's been going regardless of whether we think it's real or it's not real, it's staged, it's not staged. I feel that if it was of God, he will allow it to continue. And if not, then it it will cease. Well, here's Mm -hmm. what I want to say to like all the critics. Don't be Cain simply because your worship service isn't responding the way that this worship service is. Don't be Cain. Mm. He uh, he got jealous of uh, Abel because the Lord accepted Abel's mm. offering. He accepted Abel's worship. He didn't accept Cain's. Yeah, and it's and it sounds like we have a lot of Cain's in the world. Uh, I will say this that 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 revival will will eventually end. Sure, it will. Uh, what is the evidence that it was real? Change lives. Yeah, and. Um, Simply because it isn't in uh, your church or or your denomination doesn't mean it isn't real. God can choose to move wherever he wants to move, and he can use whoever he wants to use. And he has from generation to yeah. generation. So, yeah. yeah, that's a preach. A dull pencil is better than a sharp mind. That's one of my favorite, mm-hmm. favorite things to say. And so we're going to talk about journaling. Yeah, this is something I do a lot. Not just because I love pretty notebooks, but I do love. A she good, does. I love do love a good pretty notebook. notebook. And if there's anybody listening from the Rifle Paper Company, the woman sitting across from me has like <laughs> kept you in business for the last three years, maybe because of all Ooh, the pretty notebooks and the pretty journals and. Now she has a pretty computer bag that has, I mean, it's just, everything's pretty. Between that and emilylay.com, yeah, I I keep those two businesses going. Mm. So I want to give credit to Laura Tremaine's book, Share Your Stuff, I'll Go First. This is where a lot of this content came from. And there was a section in her book that talks about the value of journaling and Knowing how much 
stuff all of us are trying to process coming out of the last three years or so, journaling is a really good way to do it. So I want to walk through just this is like a list of ways that you can journal. And you're going to be surprised to find that not all of them are necessarily writing things down. So if you're not a fan of paper and pen, hang with us. You're going to be happy. So some journal prompts. Dear diary, this happened. And then write out how you feel. Uh, Bullet list. Everything I remember about this. And you can go through your day or through your feelings or through an event. And you just create bullet points for it. Or you can even do one sentence a day. If you just want to, if you're a... Today sucks. A B instead of a K. And so you just want a one-sentence summary of your day instead of, Dear Diary, I felt that I'm comment. wearing a pink shirt and I left the house. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't think I'd You're ever very write. good at summarizing things. So a one-sentence-a-day hmm. journal, just putting the day on paper. Hmm. Uh, intuitive journaling. Jot down a question top of the page and write out what comes to mind. Uh, I probably would never do that. That's just me because that's I'm not a uh, I'm not a true creative. Sure. And that's OK. These are going to hit different people different ways. So, this one would be really hard for me and me. Affirmation. Write kind words about yourself because I am my own worst critic. Same. And my journal is typically filled with things that I wish I could change about myself. So this was very eye-opening for me. Uh, this one, you do this one. Yeah, use a notes app on your phone to keep track of your thoughts. I do that every single day. I have a uh, several different folders in my notes app on my phone, and it connects to my Mac, and there's a notes app there, and, they, and it saves everything in the cloud. Uh, and so just about every single day, I will write something. I will write out uh, what happened that day. I will try to learn from what happened that day. I don't know if I write out my feelings because I'm not a, I do feel stuff. I don't want to think that, 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 that I'm like heartless, but I don't sit there and say, you know, I felt this or this made me feel like this. Sure. Uh, now, if it's something big, like I feel shamed or I feel embarrassed, I, I will write about that to, tr- tr- to help try and process, process it. it. But, but you do that in a different way. And that's our next one. Keep a running document on your computer. You kind of keep your own private blog. Me? Yeah. Yes. Where you're, that's where you would do this. Yeah. I used to do this publicly on Facebook, and I would do like 10 thoughts a day, and I stopped doing that. Yeah, because that never lends to um, yeah, negative I, feedback. I had uh, people in a, who were in a very close circle. Uh, uh, they they accused me of like trying to be perfect, and that's not what I was trying to do. I was trying to be real, trying to be authentic, and to expose my own sin. But that got turned on me. Uh, and anytime you try to be authentic, anytime anytime you try to be real, critics come out of the woodwork. When people are made to feel uncomfortable, yeah, they criticize. Yeah. And then also, I'm an EVP of an. Um, of an organization. And so um, I had to be careful because people would read things 
and then read it through a certain lens because they are an employee. Mm. And it never, and it didn't have anything to do with them or like the organization. So for me, I had to stop doing that publicly. So you took it to your computer, yeah, which yeah. is a great idea. So you're still private. processing, but you're doing it yeah. in a different way. Trying, trying. Multi-person journaling. This one's intriguing to me, but I don't know how it works. Uh, you share a journal with a partner. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, here's my thing. Shouldn't y'all be talking? Yeah, see, this is where I stumble with this one, is I would rather have a face-to-face conversation with you than putting our thoughts yeah, in a journal. I don't want to so, text. You know what I'm saying? Now, this is one that I think you would enjoy, video <laughs> journaling. I don't like looking at myself on camera. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe not. I don't. I don't but for I'm, some people who they would prefer to one-stop shop, get it done, they would just record it and move on. Hmm. So, yeah. But these are just some different ways that if you have toyed with the idea of journaling, if you're like me and you have all these pretty notebooks, it really is helpful sometimes to just do the mind dump, whatever that looks like for you. But there have been nights that I was restless, and I know if I do this, even if I pick up my phone and just type out notes in my notes app, I can sleep better after I do that. Mm. So something to think about. I, I don't, um, how, how do I want to say this? I, I think it's helpful. I think it helps with your stress. I think it helps with your anxiety. Uh, I carry an actual brown notebook with me, and I will write down certain thoughts in it. Uh, I'll write down certain ideas that I have. Uh, certain projects that I want to get done, steps to complete that project. But I don't know. It's just uh, I find that helpful. But uh, for me, journaling, this is going to sound awful. Journaling isn't a way for me to express my feelings. For me, it's a way to get better or like to get stuff done. Sure. But let me challenge you with one final thought. Go back at the end of a year and look at your journals from the beginning of the year. I usually can't find them. Well, there's that. (laughs) But I'll see growth and things that have accomplished. You'll see how much God has moved, hopefully. Mm. That's the end game for me, is the things that I was struggling with, hopefully, hopefully, have either been resolved or I have a different view of them or I've grown through them by the end of the year. So it's pretty cool to do that. What is God teaching us so far in 2023? Yeah, you chose this. You sure you want to go here? I sure. <laughs> uh, so I'll start. I read a book called Faith Driven Leader, and which has really convicted me and has really challenged me because there are two types of leaders. There's a, there's a willful leader and there's a faith-driven leader. And a willful leader will try and bend things to their will. They, they, they will try to bring things to pass mm. by doing certain things. They will try to force things. Whereas a faith-driven leader, you put the pieces in place and you set the people free, and then you got to have faith in them and you got to have faith in God. 
I would say that during the pandemic, I became much more of a willful leader that I was trying to shape things and bend things. And I think what God's trying to teach me is I've got to trust him and not trust myself. Mm. And uh, it's not, that's not going so well, but <laughs> it's something you're working on, something though. I'm working on. Well, one for me that's been really poignant, we're not meant to go it alone. And I have a tendency to pull away when, when seasons are hard or people are difficult. But the thing that God keeps affirming to me is risk opening your heart and also risk being a safe space for others to open their heart. And there have been some key friendships that God has worked through me to see the value of this, to brave it, and okay, yeah. And I've referenced this before. It's hard for me to trust people, but we can't go it alone. We have seen the value in our community, we've seen the value in our church family, we've seen the value in our work uh, friendships. It's worth the risk. And that's hard for me to say, because the more that I try this, the more the enemy pushes back. And you and I were talking about that just this morning. I've seen ways that as much as I lean into this, the resistance meets it equally, but I keep leaning in because it's worth it. So if you are someone who struggles with trusting others in friendship, in in real relationship, rather than just surface conversation or passing comments, I encourage you to take mm. a try at this. The second thing for me would be is that he's in control and I'm not. That he's God and I'm not. Gosh, I think we could all admit to that one. Um, whenever I teach, uh, I'm teaching college Sunday school again. And one of the things I've always tried to impress upon students throughout our years of mentoring and teaching is that as you read the Bible, look for ways that he's God and you're not. Mm. Because that's one of the points of the Bible. It's because if you see that, well, then he's pointing you to your need of him. And it won't take us long to see that. No, it, it won't. I mean, Genesis 1, in the beginning, God. It doesn't say in the beginning, Brian, in the beginning, Kayla, or, or in the beginning, John, or whoever. Um, and so what's that? what that's trying to teach me is to be more dependent on him, to look to him and not to myself. So, yeah, so that's something that he's beating me over the head with these days. Mm. A second one for me, and you're going to laugh, it is not selfish to prioritize self-care. I am that person that if there's a load of laundry that needs to be folded. It plagues her. If the floors need to be swept and mopped, if the dishes need to be put away. It don't bother me. But I have always been that person that struggles with true rest if all of these things are not done. And yet this year, I am seeing the value in picking up the book instead or taking the nap or going to the gym 
just downtime instead of constantly being on the go. And I mean, our family has even teased me that if I'm awake, I'm moving. If I'm sitting still, I'm probably asleep. Probably so. But I'm learning we that... We have a contractor coming next week to fix the walls from where you've been snoring. <laughs> Very funny. But I'm proud of you because you have been resting. You have been taking naps and... That kind of stuff. I'm I'm very proud of you for that. But well, I know but I know that even though you're sitting over there Oh, it's hard. I'm the struggle is real. I'm the, looking around thinking of the things that I Oh yeah, that little mind should be doing. That little mind is just spinning. Yeah. Just spinning. It's getting a little easier though. Uh for me this is my final one. Things don't happen on my timeline. And oh how I wish they would. Cool, you're hurt. You're having some hard lessons this year. Yes, very, very. That, uh, and I go back to the book of, of uh, Exodus where Israel was in, was in slavery for 400 years. Mm. They prayed for 400 years to be free. Generations came and generations passed away. Mm. Now, does that mean that, that God said no to their prayer? No, he eventually answered that. He eventually brought his plan to pass. Um. But, it, but here's the thing. I don't want to be here 400 years from now waiting on an answer. Yeah. I'm just being brutally honest. I need this to happen today. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. <laughs> so. My final one, a, uh, an author that I love, Lisa Whittle. Great she last shared. Name. Great last I name. just love her name. Um, she shared this truth the other day. There is room in your heart for everyone but not room in the car. What's that mean? The heart equals you love, you serve, and accept everyone. Mm-hmm. The car equals you travel through life with these people. They're close companions, and they have intimate access. Mm. So know the difference, because it's key in setting boundaries. And that was a powerful image to me of... In your heart, you can give access to everyone through loving them well, serving them well. But in your daily life, Mm. who you walk, or I guess in this case, ride very closely with, is going to be a lot fewer people. And that's okay. Choose wisely who you... Choose those wisely. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. I mean, I like... That's good. Isn't that good stuff? I need a... I mean, I'm a big guy, so I need a bigger car, but... (laughs) Just... You'll be in the driver's seat. Okay. I imagine. Well, that wouldn't shock anybody, nope. would it? I mean. So there we go. You'd be in the passenger seat. So, yeah, what what are you learning this year? What are you seeing in yourself? What What is God teaching you? And how can you see the good in that? And what mm. hope does it give to you mm. as you see him working in your life? Well, I'd like to answer that from me. As long as I am looking to him, mm-hmm. seeing this, it tells me that he's still at work. He's active. He's active, and, yeah. that, and that gives me hope. All right, that's a little too much serious for me. All right, <laughs> so I get to. Uh, hey, you can go to our website, peasandcarrotspodcast.com. Huh? Peasandcarrotspodcast.com. And first two folks who go there, answer our trivia question. You can win a coffee mug, a very nice, good-looking, very handsome coffee mug. And, and, and it holds coffee in an amazing way. 
Yes, it does. Yes, it does. We've heard good things about this coffee mug. Yes. So, yeah, go to our website, look for the trivia button, click that, and you can answer the question. And, again, our website is peasandcarrotspodcast.com. This week's question, what's your favorite musical? You can't stop the beat. We saw Hairspray this past week. We did. I like that. I like uh, Music Man. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Um, Sound of Music's okay. <gasps> I think I love the one about... The Sound of Music is okay. Well, I've never seen it all the way through. Oh, we're fixing that. These little Von Trapp children oh, and everything. Oh, we are so fixing no, I, that. I, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. And then, But my favorite one is this one about Barnum. P.T. Barnum. Um, oh. The Circus. Yeah, we're both drawing a blank. The Greatest Showman. Yes. So. I'm singing all the songs in my head, but I can't. Th- yeah. So. So. So, yeah. Go to our website. Answer that question. Uh, search Peas and Carrots Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or visit our website at peasandcarrotspodcast.com. When you do, please don't forget, subscribe to the podcast. Well, you can do that. Another great musical. Hasn't it Oh, the Lion King. Yeah, I yeah. just butchered that, didn't I? Anyway. Well, it was entertaining. <laughs> oh, there we go. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for the Peas and Carrots podcast. And don't forget, Akuna Matata. It's a wonderful thing. For more about the Peas and Carrots podcast and to reach out to Brian and Kayla, visit peasandcarrotspodcast.com. Looking for another great podcast? Jesus Fix It with Seth and Jess is about finding your way through the clutter, perhaps having some laughs along the way. The Christian walk doesn't always come wrapped in nice, pretty packaging. So count on Seth and Jess to keep it real. Search for Jesus Fix It podcast today.